You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched it and watched the workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it and I run him back six and back. <laughs> biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston, giving you one hour of intense, hard hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome into the Mark Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your video. Mark Houston Show fan page on Facebook. It is a full Monday. Glad to be with you. Hopefully you had a beautiful Christmas holiday weekend, uh, extended weekend, and got to spend that with family and friends uh, as much as possible. Hopefully you had a safe holiday season and looking forward to uh, launching into a new year. I want to uh, encourage each of you uh, to do like I did my church on yesterday. Uh, We ministered yesterday about getting a fresh start and taking the 20, 20, 20 year Joe and putting it in the rear view mirror uh, with all that has happened in this year uh, we, as Alabama fans, get a unique opportunity to do just that uh, with what's coming up this weekend with the Alabama Crimson Tide taking on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And so we're going to be talking about that this week leading up to that big-time game on uh, 1-1-21. And we'll, we'll give you opportunity to share your thoughts, your comments, uh, how you're feeling about it. But today I'm going to do something a little different. I want to highlight this team and, and we'll be breaking that down. But you can bring up and talk about anything you'd like to talk about. You don't have to you don't have to stick with the topic as we always do here. You, the listeners, uh, it's the Martin Houston show, the sound of Bama Sports, your show, your team. So uh, you can always um, uh, kind of take it in the direction you want to go. But I want to highlight some of the uh, players on this team. And then, of course, Alabama making big news in recruiting as well. So before we get into that conversation, we're reminding you that you can interact with us at 205-342-9904, 205-342-9904. The Taco Casa hotline is open for business. So give us a call. Let us hear from you. And also you can share your thoughts, your comments uh, and as well. Uh, via our social media outlets, uh, broadcasting uh, in several different places on Facebook as well as on uh, Periscope, which you can access via Twitter. We will continue to do that each and every day. So let me hear your thoughts. We'll work those uh, comments into the conversation. All right. Remember that this is the day that the Lord has made. So let's rejoice and be glad in it. 
takes time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone, be the difference you want to see in the world today. Good morning, Joe. How you doing, sir? No, I'm doing okay, Martin. A merry belated Christmas and uh, looking forward to New Year. A- absolutely. Uh, Nick Saban had a couple of uh, uh, big Christmas. Uh, uh, yeah, Nick Saban looking forward to a very big Christmas uh, in terms of um, what's happening with him in terms of um, the recruiting trail. So we'll we'll um, talk about that. So let's go ahead. I know before I even try to break down the recruiting, I'm going to go ahead and get Pat in. I know Pat wants to talk about the um, – <laughs> Big commitments from the weekend, uh, one that uh, we stole from Oklahoma, uh, apparently stole from Oklahoma, and another one that jumped shipped as a result of the Auburn situation. So let's go ahead and bring Pat in. Pat, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Hey, good morning, Martin. And uh, <clears throat> from, and uh, you, you do realize that uh, – uh, the big guy had uh, actually signed on uh, back on the 16th, and it just wasn't announced. Uh, where if you remember, uh, Nick said there was one uh, uh, that he mentioned that had signed, and we did, and we kept thinking who it was, who it was, you know, had signed and uh, didn't mention his name, and. That was the big offensive lineman, and it is an absolutely man. This guy, hey, on the hoof, Martin, they had a, he looks like a road grader. Uh, yeah, watch his film of pancake block after pancake block. Yeah, I mean, he's he like 6'5", 300 plus. Go ahead. No, I say he's 6'5", 300 plus, so... Uh, in high school, he should be yeah, a road grader. Uh, and hey, but he can move though. That uh, you'd think at that size that he'd be slow, but he's not. And uh, and his stomach, hey, is 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 not. Hey, that three hundred and thirty pounds, hey, is not got a big belly on him. Yeah, you know uh, that's what's amazing, and what running back in the country wouldn't want to run behind that guy, and that we brought in Kamar Wheaton. That, hey, hey, my man Drew Diorman, who I think has forgotten more about recruiting than most people know, up in Huntsville. No, Pat. No, Pat. It can't happen, Pat. And I keep talking. I keep asking every every damn we call. Like I ask him about Drew. D, I mean about uh Kamar Wheaton. Hey. We asked Tank over and over again, Kamar Wheaton, not going to go into Oklahoma, not going to happen, not going to happen. Hey, Nick is the finest closer. Hey, and when you can't go see him in person, and Nick develops the finest uh, online uh, uh, recruiting that's ever, that's undoubtedly that's ever happened, because this recruiting class is so close to being the highest rated 
recruiting class that's ever been on 24-7. You do realize that, right? Uh, I'm surprised that it's not. It has to be awful close. It, it's, it's, within a, it's within a point. And, and depending from what I understand, it's not over yet. They had a, they, and, you know, we kept talking about, we kept asking about, and I kept asking, I said, is it going to be 27? Is it going to be 27? That number I kept coming up with. And, oh, that somehow or another, I think he's going to finagle how to get one more player, and one more player will put us over the top as the best ever. Yeah. And, so, and I mean, I, I, mean, I, I would assume he's still ahead. working. And, uh, yeah, hey, Nick, Nick's constantly working, constantly. And uh, hey, it's just, hey, we are blessed by God's grace to be Alabama fans. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, I was talking I was talking to some people yesterday, Pat, and I said, man, um, you know, we're talking about Auburn and their hiring of their coach and the impact that had. And I said, man, I am not looking forward to that day when – when we have just one down season, because what we've enjoyed um, has been um, absolutely amazing. If I'm not mistaken, Coach Bryant came in in 56 or somewhere in that time frame, 56 or 58, I always get that mixed up. But, uh, mm-hmm. but for 25 years, he still had a couple seasons there where he, you know, he had to retool. Um, sure. Kind of kind of in the middle of that run right now so far we have 14 years of of nothing but going higher and higher you know ever since that first year even when even when we had what was considered a bad season we were you know won 10 games so um it, it, i'm not looking forward to the post uh saban era and i think the saban era will continue past saban i think he he would have built this program in such a way that the next coach will um, at least have similar success to what Les oh, Miles yeah. had oh, yeah. at LSU. But, uh, but back forward. in yeah, back back in March, who would have thought they kept talking about? Oh, he's done. He's done. He's toast. He can't do. He can't recruit anymore. Blah blah blah. Ooh, weeks. I'm glad you ticked him off, didn't he, Martin? <laughs> Pat, I just wonder. This is what I wonder. I wonder what would have been the result. Had had it kept trending that way, and um, the if if it hadn't if recruiting hadn't changed, do you, do you know uh, as as a parent, have you watched the football season this year? And think about think about how Nick Saban handled COVID, and and what has been his message that I'm concerned for you and your sons and. Uh, and I want them to grow up and be men, and I'm, I'm going to take care of them. Think about the coach that has done that. Forget the football. Forget football. Mm-hmm. Look at how well he's taking care of the kids. And yep. and when he says, if you want to trust your children to me, not only will I take care of them on the football field, I've proven that for for years. But look what I do to take care of these young men and teach them about life. And so when you look at that side of it, whew, man, yeah. it is and, hey, If he doesn't amazing. get coach of the year, that he should win 
the uh, the Bear Bryant Award. The Bear Bryant Award for the Coach of the Year. He's up for three, I know of. Um, and, 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 you know, he hasn't won them in the past. We keep saying, he's got the players, he's got the players. But what he's done this season to yep. go undefeated 11 wins in the SEC, not the, not the Big Ten, not the Pac-12, or and not the, oh, Dabo's conference over there, Pancakes, oh, that, oh, or Snowflakes, whatever you want to call them, but the SEC – to go undefeated, to oh hey even even to oh, ha- have to sit home a game one game and oh you know oh and Miss Terry have to listen to him holler but uh, <laughs> hey and you tell me that he doesn't deserve to be the coach of the year. Come well, on, he, he's up for this uh, George Munger the Eddie Robinson and the Paul Bear Bryant. I know at least those three coaches of the year award. Um, I feel like he's been robbed of, of several of them several times uh, based on the fact that he's good. Uh, it kind of reminds me of uh, LeBron James uh, in NBA now and Michael Jordan when he played basketball. that They were so good, clearly so good that they had to do super ordinary extraordinary things in order to to get um get the award and he's done that this year so i wouldn't be surprised if he didn't bring home like all three of them uh the one everyone that he's on the list for this year with the job he's done sure uh pat all right anyway pat, hey um, let's let us talk hey martin have a blessed day and uh hey let's get ready to uh uh, put that uh, whooping on uh, the Golden Domers. They, uh, you know, you know they call us mobile homers. You realize that, right? They yeah, deserve a butt whipping. That, that's fine. We'll see what they call us after the game. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Pat. All know. right. Have a blessed morning. All right. Coming back on the other side, we'll continue the conversation. We're going to highlight – Coach Nick Saban and uh, the players on his team getting a lot of national recognition. We'll highlight those guys. If you want to talk about recruiting uh, the Notre Dame game and or uh, the awards, uh, then you can do that. Give us a call at 205-342-9904. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks and traffic fairly light as we crank up the last week of 2020. Remember, if you do see conditions, give us a call, 205-886-8886. Just a few more days of the year in clearance at Townsend Nissan, your hometown Nissan dealer where you can save thousands. I'm Captain Ray. It'll be breezy early today with a chance of a morning shower. Clouds will hang tough through much of the day and into tonight. Look for a daytime high near 59. Tonight, with those mostly cloudy skies, the overnight low near 41. Then for your Tuesday, expect increasing sunshine. The daytime high topping out near 59 degrees. I'm meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Softmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email Scott is at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com 
Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial, the Martin Houston Show fan page on Facebook. Glad to have you up and at him with us once again on this beautiful Monday morning. Let's make sure we enjoy the day and opportunity that we have, and we get to do that by talking Alabama football. So once again, those phone lines are open, 205 342 9904-205-342-9904. Give us a call or let us hear from you chatting out there in the social media world. Pat hit us up with some recruiting information. A couple guys, Cam Robinson, one of the uh, top ranked, if not the top ranked based on which polling service you looked at, five-star running back, uh, committing, uh, choosing Alabama over the Oklahoma Sooners, big win for Alabama there. And then Jaden Roberts commits uh, to Alabama. Uh, uh, Pat and others believe that he actually signed, um, you know, um, signed with us in terms of on the 16th. He is also a big lineman from the same high school as Mr. Damian George. And if you don't remember him, he was the 300-plus pound, 16-year-old at the day of signing uh, from North Shore in Texas. Jaden Roberts, 6'5", 340 pounds, Joe. These high school kids seem to be getting bigger and bigger and bigger and more athletic uh, as they go. So uh, Alabama clearly has a stronghold on the – uh, recruiting number one recruiting class, so uh, glad to glad to get that out of the way and expected to sign at least one or two more. And we'll see what Nick Saban and how his math works, but he'll get it there. Let's look at some of the the Crimson Tide Award finalists. We were talking about Nick Saban a little bit in that first uh, half. Nick Saban, the uh, up for the George Munga uh, Coach of the Year Award, as well as the Eddie Robinson Coach of the Year Award. And, ha, huh, the Paul Bear Bryant Coach of the Year Award. Uh, in my opinion, Nick Saban has been uh, the Coach of the Year numerous times. Uh, there's been several times where he's had to manage situations and circumstances that I think no one else has had to, to manage. And one of those uh, happened to have been in the quarterback room uh, where he managed to uh, – Handle the Tua Tonga Valoa, Jalen Hurts saga. And and little did we know that Mac Jones was sitting in the wings waiting and learning and observing and maybe coming out uh, with the best statistical year and overall recognition year of, of all. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. But here's just some of the the uh, circumstances that Nick Saban's had to coach through. First of all, uh, COVID. Uh, in and of itself, uh, to to have to deal with that in a season 
has been unbelievable. And he's done it at such a high level where it was him and, and, and it didn't spread. And then it was just him and a few of his coaches. I mean, a few of his coaches and it didn't spread. So he's managed to keep um, this disease that has ravaged virtually every other program at some way, somehow, some point he's managed up until this point to keep it at bay in terms of having major impact uh, on it. And when he did have it, he appeared to have his team and program ready to go. That in and of itself would be enough. But then you add the fact that he has won uh, now his seventh SEC title uh, in 14 years, has his team sitting at number one for what, what I believe at some point in the last 12, 13 years, I can't remember, I think it's 12 or 13 years in a row, uh, he's been number one at some point uh, since uh, stepping on the capstone other than his first year. And so it, that would be impressive. He went 11-0 and in the SEC, adding to his own record of 10-0, first coach to do so. And now he's 11-0 and in the SEC, uh, something that hasn't been done. And unless they change the number of games you play in a season – uh, Joe may never be done again. Uh, you know, I mean, I think the most games that anyone's ever played was the year Alabama played Georgia when they played 10 SEC games. Uh, that was the most that anyone's ever played. So um, Nick Saban may have set a record unless they changed the number of games that may not ever be duplicated. Uh, so how impressive uh, is is what he's accomplished this year truly worthy uh of, of an SEC, I mean, a, a Coach of the Year award, if not all three. Oh, yeah. Who, who, who else are you really going to end up giving the award to if you look across the country? You've got guys like Sam Pittman at Arkansas who has people who have exceeded expectations. Uh, there, there, there's a lot of coaches out there that have exceeded expectations. Eli Drinkwitz at Missouri. But those guys, you know, Alabama's expectations are higher than anyone else's in the country, and Coach Saban has really, really not only met them, but so far exceeded them with the offensive records, the defensive improvement, managing COVID-19, SEC championship, uh, replacing Tua, uh, four four offensive first-round draft picks last year. Uh, I I know that he, he... He's only won like what one or two national coaches coach of the year awards, and it's very, very. I think he won the Bryant Award at LSU, but I don't think he's ever won it here. Yes, correct, and I think that uh, you know, it, it, I don't think you can make an argument for anyone else at this point. I think Coach Saban has done an amazing job this year. There's a with all the mitigating circumstances, the schedule changes left like yeah, over and over. I I think that to be undefeated, and not only to be undefeated, but Alabama's been largely dominant in, in every game this year. Obviously, the LSU and the Florida game are a little bit different because uh, the, the scoring that goes on, but dominant throughout the whole year. I think Coach Saban definitely deserves the award. Yeah, when you look at it, he, the people who he's up against for the George Munga Award, and it'll be some of these same names potentially um, on, on all the other ones, maybe a few in and out, but Tom Allen of Indiana. Uh, and he, all these guys did a good job. I'm not knocking that. Tom Allen of Indiana, Brent Brandon of San Jose State, Matt Campbell of Iowa State. If I was if I was a coach, if I was a uh, athletic director, that's the guy I would be going after. If I was Auburn, 
I would have went out to Matt Campbell with everything. Uh, the the guy that got them their only modern day national title, Gene Chizik, came from Iowa State, and I think Matt Campbell uh, is a rising star if he decides he wants to, you know, try his wares anywhere else. He's he's had that team competitive, but uh, does he deserve it over uh, Nick Saban? Probably not. Jamie Chatwell of the Cinderella Coastal Carolina uh, that had their um, um, clock strike twelve. Uh, this past weekend against Liberty uh, as they missed a, a got a field goal block. Ryan Day of Ohio State. <laughs> anyway, uh, Luke uh, Fickle, Cincinnati, uh, uh, undefeated team. Jimbo Fisher only lost to Alabama. Hugh Freeze of Liberty, good job there. Brian Kelly of Notre Dame. Uh, Kalani uh, Sataki, I think is how you say his name, BYU. Uh, and Dabo Sweeney of Clemson. So that's kind of the people he's competing against. Uh, I, I just don't see how, but we'll, we'll wait and see how many he brings home. Um, but once again, I think, like I said, I think he kind of falls in that category of the Michael Jordans and uh, LeBron James of the world where he's so good that that what he does has to have extraordinary circumstances. And I believe that this year, uh, he has all of those ingredients, as I mentioned earlier, uh, with COVID, with undefeated season, with 11 games uh, in terms of the SEC and uh, an SEC championship. So he, he, he's punched every ticket you would think a coach would need to punch. Uh, and then, of course, we'll see what happens there. And then, of course, you have Sarkeesian, who is up for – the uh, uh, Frank Broyles uh, Assistant Coach of the Year Award. I, I can't speak as much to that one, Joe, in comparison to everyone else, but I can speak to what he's done this year in, in terms of this team. Um, he, he has three of the top five players in the country, according to the Heisman voting, on one offense. And every one of them is having a record-setting type of season. Um, speaking of Mac Jones and Devontae Smith, of course, they're uh, of the four finalists that will, were, were highlighted. But sitting at number five um, would be um, would also be Najee Harris. And, and I keep hearing this argument um, with Trask, and I'll deal with that when we get to the Mac Jones. Of, of why he should win it statistically and all of that. But um, Steve Sarkeesian, what he's done with this offense, Joe, shows just how good of an offensive mind he is. He has managed to uh, – two guys came back. Think about this, Joe, the pressure that Sarkeesian was under. He had two guys come back for what reason? Why, why did Najee and Devante come back? To make more money and to set some records. <laughs> right. They, they came back to improve their their status, right? So, so, so just that hearing that statement alone tells you that they're expecting to what? Get the rock. They're expecting to get the ball enough to make that happen. Then you have all the other talent uh, with Jalen Waddle. Then you have a quarterback that's playing really high level. And then you have all these other guys that want to 
to, to get their time. And somehow, some way, he has managed to to keep all of these guys engaged. And to me, we don't talk about it enough. The way he adjusted this offense when we lost Waddle, the way he the way he distributed Waddle's um, production between Devontae and Najee is absolutely amazing because it, it, it happened without us without us even noticing that the distribution was happening and the redistribution and the changing of the offense. Because we ran, we had to run different route trees and different combinations. Mechie is good, but he was not a waddle yet. And he could be, could be better than all of them before it's all said and done. But he was not at that level at that moment. But with that said, he was still able uh, to continue to get the ball to Devante. So once again, he did it at a level uh, that you've never seen. And the one reason the guy, you, you have to give the guy the award. 35 points or more in 24 consecutive games. Let that sink in for a second. 24 times he's taken the field as the assistant coach, offensive coordinator, and his team, no matter who they've played, have put up 35 or more points. You think that streak continues, Joe? Oh, for sure. I think that uh, he's going to tear up that Notre Dame defense, to be honest. (laughs) I think without a doubt we get to 25, and then I think we'll have to get to 26 if we're going to win that next one. So he very well could have a 26-game win streak, deserving of uh, offensive – I mean, uh, uh, assistant coach of the year. We'll see if he gets that. And Curtis Moore makes a good point. One of the things I did even show Joe going back to Coach Nick Saban for Coach of the Year, he asked me his recruiting his recruiting class a criteria for Coach of the Year. Uh, I don't know if that is or not, but it should be uh, because all Nick Saban did during a COVID year is change uh, the entire one. That's 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 he and cha- he changed the entire way he recruited. His evaluation process, you know, everybody said, well, he has this unbelievable evaluation process. He has the guys come in. He looks at them. Then he, off. he couldn't do any of that this year. Yet all he did was go out and get the top recruits in the country uh, to commit uh, and, and put a lock hold. And as Pat told us in the first uh, quarter, that he is literally one more commitment from having the all-time 247 sports uh, highest rated class ever. Well, will he get there? Most likely, but whether he gets there or not, let's see if he gets one of those coaches. I think he should bring all three, but it would be an insult if the Paul Bear Bryant Foundation or whoever votes for that doesn't give him the Paul Bear Bryant Coach of the Year award this year. We'll come back and talk about some of the special players that have had special seasons. They came back to do that, and that's exactly what they've done. Hey, we're having a special day. We're not talking much about Notre Dame uh, at this point, but we will get into that conversation as we move throughout the week. Today, we're highlighting some of the guys who have given us a lot to watch and enjoy over the past three to five years, three to four years uh, in uh, Najee Harris, 
Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, Landon Dickerson, and more. We'll highlight those guys on the other side. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks and traffic fairly light as we crank up the last week of 2020. Remember, if you do see conditions, give us a call, 205-886-8886. Just a few more days of the year in clearance at Townsend Nissan, your hometown Nissan dealer where you can save thousands. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their um. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said, it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn, which we can customize to meet your needs. Or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show. The sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Here you go, Martin. You're back in with the Martin Houston Show. And uh, Curtis Moore, the second, pointing out uh, that uh, those 24 games that um, we were talking about for Sark is uh, every game he's coached. Yes, that is true. And if we can get two more, he would have went through two seasons with 35 plus or more. 17 games was the previous record of 35 straight points. 35 or more points was 17 games in Alabama. Every game that Alabama plays, they're adding to their own record. So just wanted to highlight that in Sarkeesian. Now let's look at uh, some of the players. Um, of course, uh, the obvious guys, um, Najee Mack and uh, Devontae. But let's look at a couple other guys that also got a little love, Joe, this um, this season as a result of the play that they put out. Landon Dickerson uh, is a finalist for 
the Remington Award. And uh, if you are not familiar, the Remington Award, uh, he was a finalist for that award, the top-rated run-blocking center. Uh, and uh, according to Pro Football Focus, he had a grade of 92.8 uh, as a run-blocker, uh, run-blocking center. Earned the number two overall grade at center for Pro Football Focus at 91.5. He sports – listen to this, Joe. Uh, and, and this is the part that – I reason I wanted to highlight this, I'm going to highlight him and uh, uh, Alex Leatherwood because sometimes only thing we see – offensive linemen to me are, are, are a lot like shutdown corners, Joe. You don't really notice them until they do what? Till they give up a touchdown pass or a sack, okay? And so the fact that we talk about Landon Dickerson shows you how good he is. But here, here, here's how good he really is. He sports an overall blocking grade of 91% by the UA coaching staff while grading out at 99.6% on all assignments. He played 700 and 25 total snaps and missed two assignments all year and had zero sacks. I mean, just let that sink in for a second. You know why Najee Harris is doing what he's doing? Let me read that again. 99.6% on all assignments. That's 725 total snaps, and he missed two assignments. And you know why Matt Jones stood in the pocket and stepped up in the pocket and wasn't fearful of getting hit? Because Landon Dickerson allowed zero sacks, Joe. That's pretty impressive. And when you look at him from that standpoint, how big of a deal is it that we don't have him? Man, when I read those stats... That concerns me, not necessarily for Notre Dame, but that concerns me in that in that championship game just just a little bit um, because you're having to replace um, one of the best to play seven. I'm gonna say that again. You know how hard it is, Joe, to do something 725 times and to do it right 723. And it's the mathematical, like the the probabilities and the, and the statistical probabilities are very, very, very low, extremely low. Think about this. It is not, Joe. Joe, it's not that. It's not that you 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 did it against something stationary. You know what I mean? Like like he didn't have to press a button seven hundred and twenty five times. He had to he had to come to the line, make the call, make sure everybody else heard the call. Then he had to snap the ball, okay? After snapping the ball, he then had to make sure that his assignment hasn't changed and then block the guy he was supposed to block. And he did that 723 times out of 725. That is absolutely unheard of, unbelievable. That is is about as good as you can play the position. I mean, I, I don't know how you play it any better other than perfection. 723 times out of 725, he did his job correctly. 
that's going to be missed, man. That's going to. I wish I hadn't came across that. <laughs> but anyway, let's get to Chuck on the phone. Chuck, you're in with the Martin Houston show. What's on your mind, man? Uh, good morning. I uh, have to have a belated Merry Christmas to you, to you all, and uh, and I Same can't complain you. about it. Oh yes, uh, I'm at the story of a joke on this one. I, you know, I was saying that uh, here in my hometown in Monroe, uh, Louisiana. I see the University of Louisiana Monroe end up uh, getting a GA. I mean, we say you have GAs at uh, Alabama. They end up getting a 64-year-old GA at Clifton, who, which you all know quite well. Uh, he's coach at your rival school. Terry Bowden, he replaced uh, Matt Beator, who was uh, terminated after not winning a single game this season. And uh, no, no, uh, it was it's no indictment of uh, Coach Beator. He's a great coach. He had success at, at Magnuson and on the high school level. And uh, but it's just ULM seemed to be a curse. But they ended up getting Terry Bowden. And while you were, uh, while you were talking, uh, it's, uh, it's amazing that one of the awards that uh, that Coach Saban is up for. Uh, name no quite well, uh, 33 miles from me, my parents' alma mater, Eddie Robinson. Uh, yeah, I saw a lot of Coach Rob. I was at the game in 1985 as a child. We went to the game in Dallas when they, uh, when he, uh, broke, uh, Bear Bryant's record to become the all time winning coach. Uh, we, he got, ended up getting 324 victories to when I uh, broke his record of 323. And, uh, it's, it's amazing to see those award names to him because, uh, Coach Rob didn't have the luxury of, you know, of what these, uh, coaches have now. And that's something he had, he didn't have the luxuries, but look at all those guys he turned on and he, he, he took, uh, he took lemons and turned into lemonade. And it, it just shows it's amazing to hear his name being called. And also, leaders, one thing, I'm not, I know you have other things to get to, but, uh, Steve Sarkeesian, it's amazing to see what he has done with his coaching career. Uh, I watched, uh, uh Sarkeesian coach when he was at, uh, the University of Washington. I saw him coach in person. Uh, I went out there for the USC Stanford game, which Orgeron was coaching at, uh, USC. I got a chance to watch him. It was that Friday night they played UCLA. Uh, Jim Moore James coached at UCLA. And uh, Sarkeesian uh, um, had a, a, a good team during that time. He had a quarterback named Keith Prince. And, uh, and I looked at his off. He's an offensive wizard. You were exactly right about that. Yeah, he, he definitely is. And he's done some amazing things at Alabama. And um, the Eddie Robertson uh, story, of course, uh, is um, – the the homage is paid paid to him, but uh, I had an opportunity to meet Coach Robinson. Coach Stallings Great had man. him stop by and speak speak to the team one time, and uh, that was uh, one of those memories that you 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 don't forget. Uh, he was a very very to- towering and imposing figure, even sure in in his old age. Uh, when he walked on the field, you you immediately had. Uh, a different respect for the uniform you were wearing, even though he wasn't uh, an Alabama coach. He he still carried that type of weight. Thanks, Chuck. Appreciate it, man. Have a good one. All right. Take care. All right. Take care. Let's get to Robert before we get to break. Let's go ahead and get Robert in. Robert from Mobile, you're in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Hey, man. Have a good Christmas. Merry Christmas. Belated Merry Christmas to you as well. And Happy New Year. Yeah, I guess so. Hey, um, yeah, I felt pretty good up until you gave us all those stats about uh, their center. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I'll tell you when I was Robert, when I was reading them, I'm going, "Oh God, oh, how do we replace that?" So, <laughs> uh, maybe argue that it'll be a bigger loss than uh, Jalen Watt will be at this point, and especially at this point in the season. 
Now, if you're right now, I had the choice between who I could get back, I'm going to pick the center. I want a center back. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I, I think if you if you look, take out the big three, he's the one guy that we couldn't afford to lose. So um, it changes everything. Because how – think about how our defense struggled last year to get set, right? You remember? And that was because we didn't have anybody that could get they could get the calls made and, and felt confident in doing that. I'm hoping that Chris can do that because that's the first job is they have to get everybody set. Um, and you you remember the last time we played Notre Dame, right? And um, the Barrett Jones, uh, uh, AJ McCarron dust up in the middle of the field. You remember that? Oh yeah. Yeah, well, that was because what was going on there is uh, Barrett made a call, and then AJ changed the play, uh, and then and, and so that meant what he had to make another call, and and it, what, what we don't understand is the center has his head down, his hand on the ball. It's not like he can raise up like everybody else and look around, and and they kept going back and forth, and finally Barrett <laughs> Barrett got upset with him, you know. And they got in each other's face, of course. I thought that was great competitive spirit. But that's exactly what has to happen. That center has to hear and then translate and then communicate all within the, the play without moving, without sliding the ball, and then has to make sure that he gets everybody else set and locked in. And that's a big-time job that Landon Dickerson – think about that once again. Not only did he block the right guy – Part of his assignment with the, was to make the right call. And he possibly could have made the wrong call one time and missed one block or two. He, but he did his assignment every time uh, but two out of 725 plays. <laughs> and going against, uh, I think, definitely the best defense we've seen in uh, quite a while with uh, Clemson. It, I mean, yeah. that's going to. We'll definitely need him then, making the right yeah. call, doing the right thing there, and we get in that right. game. Uh, you know, we we keep saying we shouldn't overlook Notre Dame, shouldn't overlook Notre Dame. Uh, the fan, we can do whatever we want to with Notre Dame. <laughs> We're not playing right. the game. <laughs> the team right. who can't look over, overlook Notre Dame, of course, and will not, is the team. And, of course, Nick Saban's not the GOAT because, unlike Florida's coach, he doesn't overlook anybody. <laughs> and assume, and assume right. he can play. He'll call, the, he'll call the Citadel a great team and, and, until he plays them, and then he's gone to the next team that's the best team they play <laughs> right. uh, when they, they play. So that's how Nick Saban rolled. And, so, but and that's why he hasn't Dame lost game. the game to a unranked opponent uh, in, 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 like, what, since La Monroe, his first year? Yes, exactly. Which is again, it's a, an amazing stat. It's like you're not talking about the un, unranked uh, Louisiana Monroe every year. We're talking about unranked LSU, unranked Auburn, unranked Texas A&M. Right. <laughs> that you yeah. haven't lost to. Now that's the, that's what makes it so amazing. But right. the, with this Notre Dame game, I can't see. No, Alabama had to turn the ball over to give Notre Dame a chance. And they, I mean, it's just bottom line. They don't, they need at least three plus three plus turnovers to get to keep Notre Dame in this game. As long as we don't commit a bunch of turnovers, Notre Dame is not staying in this game. Despite Landon Dickinson, although we can Landon Dickinson was in it, that'd be a cakewalk easy. And for Jalen Wall not being in it, we're still that much more talented than uh, Notre Dame. So, so to break in a new center again, this is the game to break him in. And if Jalen Waller wants to come back, man, I sure wish you picked this game just so you can get those feet wet 
and get that feel <laughs> for the game back in again. And <laughs> come back in this one. <laughs> Don't make the Clemson game your first game. Although we keep both now. You talk about something to overlook. Maybe we're overlooking uh, Clemson versus Ohio State. Maybe we're everybody's. Although that that last Ohio State performance makes you tend to want to do that. We're against Northwestern because it was not good against a mediocre team. But you know maybe. Well, Clemson, although Dabble's not going to overlook anybody either. They won't make that mistake. But yeah, and that's, like that's the question is, how good is this Ohio State team? Because they played, they're undefeated, but they they didn't look great uh, as they closed out Indiana. They were up by a lot on Indiana, but uh, what's his name? Lost his focus and had three interceptions. I think he had three against Northwestern or two or three against Northwestern. So the two teams that he played that were decent this year, Justin Fields did not play great uh, in, in terms of four quarters. So we'll, we'll be interesting to see. I think Clemson should win that game, but I think Ohio State has the talent to win it. Um, and so no, you're right. We can't overlook either them. one of them. Uh, and we definitely have to get past Notre Dame. And this would you know totally solidify – uh, Notre Dame as a legit national power again. Uh, I saw that they previewed the 88 game where they, the Catholics versus the convicts, <laughs> where they played <laughs> Miami uh, this weekend. Um, uh, that's the type of game they're hoping that they can pull off against Alabama. Yeah, because they weren't playing against the greatest coach of all time during that time either. And uh, real quick, before I go to the, the uh, Heisman race, of course, everybody's predicting Devontae to win it. The only thing I have a problem with that is that it almost they when they talk up Devontae, you always get the sense they're talking down Mac Jones, as if Devontae's always open, wide open every time, every play, and you, especially yeah. the Alabama haters. That really drives me uh, crazy as well. Hey, okay, you can talk him up without a slight against Mac Jones in this, though, but. Yeah, I agree with that. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. All right, Ben. All right. Let's go ahead and get the break here. Coming back, we'll have a two-minute warning right here on the Martin Houston Show. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks and traffic fairly light as we crank up the last week of 2020. Remember, if you do see conditions, give us a call, 205-886-8886. Just a few more days of the year in clearance at Townsend Nissan, your hometown Nissan dealer where you can save thousands. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good morning. More than 4,700 new COVID-19 cases have been recorded over the last two weeks in the 11-county West Alabama area. That's helped comprise the 50,000-plus new cases statewide over that same period. State Health Officer Dr. Scott Harris calling those numbers frightening. He fears that the Christmas, New Year holidays will overburden the state health care system. And with those 4,700 new virus positives, most of West Alabama now listed as being at a high risk for the virus. I'm Don Hartley. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston show and I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa custom carving if you're looking for a way to add value to your home make your flower beds pop make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors then Tuscaloosa custom carving can help you do just that they have numerous styles but they feature the Moroccan stone curb series which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices that's Tuscaloosa custom carving they are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors Tuscaloosa custom carving 205-331-6823 you may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or 
or custom shape stone, then Tuscaloosa Custom Carving can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Carving at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Carving, LL. The sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. (laughs) Didn't get to highlight too many players, but did get to highlight Landon Dickerson. He is a finalist for the Remington Award. It's now time for a quick two-minute warning. Let's see if we can get one more in. Alex Leatherwood. Alex Leatherwood, a finalist for the Outland Trophy Award, made 39 consecutive starts along the offensive line at a couple different positions. He played 683 snaps. And guess what? He only missed two assignments. So... He graded out at 91.1% in terms of, excuse me, in terms of uh, his blocking, 91.1 by the Alabama coaching staff and graded at a team high tying 99.6% on all assignments. So you have Leatherwood and Dickerson. If you combine their total snaps, you have over four. Listen to this, Joe. Over 1,400 snaps. And you have four missed assignments. (laughs) That is absolutely amazing. Yes, this is the Joe Moore offensive line of the year. Uh, You should pick them. If you're not picking them, uh, you're not watching offensive football uh, where it counts. And that's in the trenches. We'll highlight more players as we go throughout the week. We'll also uh, start to dig into the Notre Dame versus Alabama showdown on New Year's Day as Alabama plays the Rose Bowl in Arlington, Texas, instead of California. Remember this, that this is a day that the Lord has made, so let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone, be the difference you want to see. And remember, trust in the Lord always. Lean not your own understanding. All your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. For the Martin Houston Show, I'm Martin Houston. That's Joe Gaither. Thanks to all the callers and all those who chat on social media. We'll be back tomorrow with DC, DC Capstone Report. Roll Tide, and have a blessed day.